To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the gospel from Mark chapter 9. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. So if your hand causes you to lose faith, cut it off. If your foot causes you to lose faith, cut it off. If your eye causes you to lose faith, tear it out. So far the word. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who lived and died and who lives again, that we might live forever, my beloved. You all know what we're supposed to do to maintain good physical health. Apples rather than Twinkies. Exercise, walking, perhaps even on the treadmill, not a couch potato. And if you need help, there are all sorts of ready-made ideas and remedies, Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers, there are all those prepared meals, prepared medications packaged, Always drink at least eight glasses of water every day and make sure that you get no less than seven hours of sleep. We know all the what. The question is why. Reminds me of the true story. Uh, My wife's aunt or uncle were missionaries in Africa, ran a medical mission, and an elderly man always came into the medical mission with dysentery. And the nurse told him, Grandpa, Grandpa, don't drink the river water and you won't get any dysentery. Gave him a pill, went home, drank the river water, came back. But Grandpa, don't drink the dirty river water. That's why you get dysentery. Went back, drank the dirty river water, came back again for more pills, dysentery. But finally, the missionaries got through to him about Jesus Christ as being his Savior. And then he began to recognize that his body was a temple of the Holy Spirit. And he was not his own, but he was bought with a price. And all of a sudden, Grandpa stopped drinking the dirty river water. Many times at pastoral conferences, we get reminded as pastors, take care of yourselves. You got any bad habits, you better break them because you got to stay healthy because if you don't take care of yourself... You can't take care of others. But you and I recognize that we are not just all physical. We are just not all body. God created us also with an eternal, immortal soul on the inside. And so this morning we listen to Jesus speak some harsh and rather difficult words telling us to take care of ourselves spiritually. First of all, he gives a warning And then secondly, he gives an encouragement. First, Jesus' warning. Now, I have to tell you that you can't understand any of these words of Jesus this morning if you don't believe in hell. And believe you me, there are a whole lot of Christian churches that never talk about hell. But hell, remember the book, uh, Heaven is for Real? I got to tell you, hell is for real. Just as Jesus said, uh, 
In hell, worms that eat the body never die and the fire is never put out. St. Peter says, God didn't spare the angels who sinned, but threw them into hell, where he has secured them with chains of darkness and is holding them for judgment. Matthew 25, Jesus, then the king will say to those on his left, get away from me, God cursed you, go into everlasting fire that was prepared for the devil and his evil angels. These people will go away into eternal punishment. Again, Jesus, then angels will throw the evil people into a blazing furnace. They will cry and be in extreme pain there. And that uh, story that uh, Jesus told about the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man, he went to hell where he was constantly tortured. As he looked up in the distance, he saw Abraham and Lazarus. He yelled, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue. I am suffering in this fire. Hell is for real. Some will say there's no hell. There's no such thing as that. When a person dies, you just go out of existence. There's no such thing as hell. How could God ever send anybody to hell? So everybody must be going to heaven. Well, if either one of those things are true, let's pack up all our purses and gear and get out of here and go home because there's no reason for our existence here in church. But hell is real. And it's reserved for unbelievers who do not trust in Jesus as their Savior. And some people are going there. And it's our task to rescue them before it's too late, before they die. We are believers in Jesus Christ, called as children of our Lord. Also called to rescue others from unbelief. But if you don't take care of yourself, how can you rescue others? Every once in a while, shopping at Pick and Save, uh, I see the uh, fire truck parked outside and the firefighters are in there buying groceries. And sometimes I thank them for their service. And, you know, I take a look at those guys and they got to be some of the healthiest people around. Uh, you uh, you got to have big muscles. you got to sometimes carry people out of burning buildings. you got to be in good shape. If they lose their health, they can't rescue others. And so that's Jesus' warning. If your hand causes you to lose faith, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life disabled than have two hands and go to hell. If your foot causes you to lose faith, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life with two feet uh, rather than uh, be thrown into hell. If your eye causes you to lose faith, tear it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. What does that all mean? Well, I tell you, Jesus is not encouraging bodily mutilation. He forbade that even back in the Old Testament. He's not telling you to cut off your hands and your feet and pluck out your eyes. Because your hands and your feet and eyes are not what causes you to sin. It's the sin inside of you that comes out and is exercised in your hands and your feet and your eyes. Why cut it off? Well, I think everybody knows what... uh, amputation is who would ever like to think of having to go through amputation but if a limb or an arm becomes so infected and it becomes gangrene you got to cut it off surgical amputation is necessary it'll be painful physically and psychologically it'll be painful to lose a limb 
Jesus is saying, if something or someone in your life is luring you away from Jesus so you would lose your faith and go to hell, then you will have to detach yourself from that something or that someone. And I know from personal experience that there have been Christians who have lost their faith because of a personal relationship with an unbeliever. Lured from the Christian faith, not all at once, just little by little, day after day, and they're headed for hell then. Jesus said, break off that relationship. It will be painful, but consider the consequences if you don't. Now, there is one sin that certainly leads people away from the Lord Jesus more than any other and quicker than any other, and that's despising God's word. Cutting yourself off from the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Cut off, cut off from him, faith dies. Anything today hindering you from hearing the word? Anything today hindering your hearing the word? Then cut it out of your life. It may not be easy, but the alternative is you might lose your faith. Take care of yourself with amputation. Detach yourself from faith-killing activities or relationships that might kill your faith. Take care of yourself. And then there's the encouragement from Jesus. He says, take care of yourself by getting the proper nutrition. He says, salt is good. Salt is within you. You are the salt of the earth. Then he goes on to say, but if salt loses its saltiness, how is it going to become salty again? Did you ever think about that? How is it possible for salt to lose its saltiness? Either it's salt or it's not, right? I mean, it's made up of sodium which is a poisonous gas, uh, um, uh, uh, unstable metal. And then there's chlorine, which is a poisonous gas. Separately, they can kill you, but together they create salt, which is life-preserving. It's a nutritional thing that you have to have in your body. In fact, at any given time, us, all of us have about seven tables uh, full of uh, salt in our bodies, in our blood. Salt can't lose its saltiness, can it? But in Jesus' day, it could, because when people went out to get salt, they got it from uh, not pure like us, rather uh, from deposits that were all filled with other kinds of minerals. And if you ever put that bucket of salt out on the port and it, porch and it rained or it was uh, really humid, the salt would all run off and all you'd have left is a bucket of dirt to throw out. Jesus says, watch your salt intake. You are the salt of the earth. Salt is very important. Back in Jesus' day, there was no such thing as refrigeration. So you know what happened with meat. If you just put it out on your porch or in your bread bedroom or whatever, it would decay. And so they used salt as a preservative. And that's what Jesus is talking about. We are preservatives for the world. You, Christians, as you go out there into the world, you keep the world from rotting and stinking with all of its sins. But he says, don't lose your saltiness. 
If you lose your saltiness, not only will you be worthless for rescuing others for the kingdom of God, but you yourself might go to hell. You know, and there was a whole lot of salt and seasoning and preservative in Jesus' ministry. Remember at the grave of Lazarus? It says that Jesus wept. You know, when you weep, there's salt in your tears. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus sweated and bled from his brow, salty tears and salty drops. At his trial, at Jesus' trial, Peter ran out in repentance and he wept salty tears. At the foot of Jesus' cross, women were weeping salty tears. And even at Jesus' resurrection in, there in the garden in the morning, Mary Magdalene was weeping salty tears until Jesus cleared those tears up with his resurrected presence. The message of Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection is salt within you. Don't lose the saltiness. You know, there are some churches also that uh, are losing their saltiness by watering down the message of God's word. Like what? Like saying there's no such thing as hell. There's more than one way to eternal life in heaven. All religions are pretty much the same. The resurrection of Jesus Christ really wasn't real. It was sort of spiritual, and it gave a, a, a spiritual shot to those disciples, and they went out and preached. Don't mess with the message, or it can lose its saltiness. Staying fit, you know, is not easy. Eating the right foods, apples instead of Twinkies. And so we pastors even have to heed that admonition. Stay healthy. Get rid of those bad habits. Get proper nutrition. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to care for others? Maintaining our Christian faith is a daily task. And we have to continue to disconnect ourselves from people and activities that can lead us away from Jesus. Cut it off. And it may be painful. And maintain that proper salt intake, the word of God. Why? Because hell is for real. And without Jesus, souls will be lost. And we are here for a very important reason. I would say, you know, salt doesn't do its best job in the salt shaker. It does its best job when you shake it out. You are the salt of the earth. So we're, we're ready now to shake you out. Go out there in the world and rescue others for Jesus Christ before it's too late. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. And the peace of the Lord, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, 
and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.